0: Six thousand for one zero thousand. Two
1: seven zero, climb to twelve so thousand, just- Celsius. I don't talk I've got a question for you guys. We heard and responded to a theory, a hypothesis, if you will, uh, from somebody. I forget the guy's name, but Mike, maybe you remember. But he was on another podcast, and he basically said uh, that building a team like the Flyers, it would be awesome to have middle six players. Or second oh, yeah, yeah
2: all throughout your forward
1: lineup yeah and we I did not like that idea I thought it was stupid um I don't think that it's exciting I don't think fans want to pay for that um I just didn't agree with it are you at all worried that okay we got Mitchkov and we got go and it looks like they're not doing that which I'm happy are we doing that with our defense? Yeah. is Are we just going to have middle pair defensemen slotted um, one through six, and that's it?
2: And if can you win that way? Pure internal options, and you're not going outside to hunt down your Petrangelo or whoever it ends up being in 2029 when we can have this conversation. Yeah. It, you know, I, I like York. I like Andre, but I don't think they're top guys. I like Zumul and Adder, but I think they're depth guys. Samson yeah. and Helge Gran, Dingus Lardlord, Lord, are probably going to be middle of the road guys. You know, I, I, if you're staying, you know, they got the new bunk kid and you know whoever else they drafted this year. You know, probably NHLers, but I don't know if any of these guys currently in this system have legit potential. I think Andre's probably your best bet of the group, quite frankly. And and I don't even you know, who knows he won't even even sees the NHL at this point. So if you're staying completely in house, you definitely are still lacking those high end prospects. You got a lot of bodies now. You know, you they've done they did a good job with this draft and you know in the Proverov trade to get some extra bodies on this blue line in the AHL and help develop and get more chances at a top guy developing. But at the end of the day, you don't really have that that uh, David uh Zimbaya, David David Yurchek, David Yurchek and Simon Nemec and shit like that. You ain't got any of that here. You know, it's still a sorely lacking uh, spot as a, a, a top defenseman in the system. Yeah, I don't think
0: that they're necessarily building it that way. I mean, the previous regimes, that was their bread and butter. They wanted, you know, the middle pair guys. And oh, that's all they wanted. Yeah. Them and, you know, that was that was their uh, that was their ideal team. Um I don't think that Danny Briere is necessarily building a defense that way. It's, it's still too, way too early to tell. I think that, you know, they have some guys on the team, as Dan mentioned that that probably top out in that range. And that's fine for now. Um, I do think the team will make strides to find that legitimate top pair guy. I think that their intentions seem to probably be to do this the right way. And I don't necessarily see them taking shortcuts on defense here. Um, you know, next summer when we're talking that we will definitely have more clarity on this question because we'll go through it, you know, the whole season, the trade deadline, the draft and whatnot. And um, if they still have players next next time this year that have fairly low ceilings, then, yeah, I'm going to start getting a little worried. But until then, you know, I'm. Um, I'm not going to be concerned about the direction that Briere is taking the defense. And it's just, it's just, it's just still too early, I think. But good question. I don't know. Do you think the same thing?
1: I like the way that you put it and I didn't even think of it that way. I don't think Briere's trying to build it this way. Mm-hmm. I think, listen, all those guys he's inherited. <laughs> like other than most bonk, of them. Yeah, really. Other than bonk and then trading Provorov, like this is, this is still Chucky's uh, defense core here. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering like I if, mean they if,
2: could be trade ships. They have a bunch of middle of the road right handed defensemen was... there. You could you know mm-hmm. get them for one really good defenseman in a few years.
1: Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Is is that's Breer's challenge with this defense core and and Jonesy kind of hinted that he wants to build this thing from the from the back out. Um, What's well, important?
2: They kept saying I'm on this roster. Then. <laughs>
1: Are they are they right? And that's kind of what what I'm leading to right now is, are they going to have the ability to realize and recognize a player who's had a really good season? And you know what? We should trade them now.
0: Great. Trying to get
1: that Mm -hmm. guy or that young hotshot prospect now. Or do they do the Travis Konecki thing where they go, oh, but we can't. So I was going to say, we just, had, we just saw this yeah. go
2: the wrong way of, well, you, know, like, you like didn't imagine, capitalize on imagine it.
1: Imagine Zamula has a really good year or Cam York has a really good year. Well, if York is a different case, how about, uh, you know, or Andre or whoever? and
0: yeah, they're going if... to have to sell high on some of these guys.
2: Adder's yes. 24. How about that one? I'm slightly on the mm-hmm. older edge. If he has a good season, you can flip him for, mm-hmm. for something, but...
0: Yeah, at some point during a rebuild, you have to sell high on players. It's it's not you would
2: think. A,
0: yeah, everyone and and you know this is the crux of the annoyance with the Flyers is just every time they have a player that comes in that shows just you know a shred of just of, of, of talent. Uh, yeah, then you hold on to them for dear life, and it's like a rebuild by definition. Some players during that rebuild you have to sell high on. Might they be decent for the next couple of years and help you win some games? Yes. But are they the solution long term if you want to win a Stanley Cup? Absolutely not. And making sure that management understands that. We don't know if this management understands it. It's still too early to tell. We should know uh, by the middle of next year, I mean even later this off season, we should still know something. You know, if they're going to make a trade um, and acquire some sort of asset in the Lawton Konechny categories, while their values are high, but there will be others along the way, within the next one year, two, three years, that they're going to have to sell high on because they don't fit the timeline, they aren't going to be good enough at the right time. It's just. You need to be able to capitalize. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen because they certainly haven't really
2: done it yet. That's just its where the entire frustration that I have stems from is you called for a rebuild. You have guys that had positive trade value and you didn't pull the trigger on any of that. And we're right back here with the same team we had last year to square one again that's not going to be bad enough to get you a top pick nothing about this rebuild again at the end of the day lines up with anything it's such a frustrating aspect of of all of that to me and really just the crux of the frustration that stems that i have with all of this the most is like it's just it's still too one foot in one foot out for my liking you know i'm fairly disappointed that they did not go out of their way to sell off so many of these guys you know if they've they, they really gutted this main roster I'd be happy as a friggin clam right now you know but they didn't and,
1: and I will say that to all the to all the people yelling at their uh, podcast feed right now I think Dan that, that you've come a long way from that because if you were to have asked Dan the Flyer fan before about stripping this thing down there were times where you said that yes you wanted that but there's other times where you want to acquire pieces and let's get this thing competitive. If you're willing to see that through, then the flyers should be able to see that through too.
2: I'm more than willing to see a proper rebuild through. If it's done in the right way, if you strip this town team down, you get assets, you get picks, let's do it right. You know, this is the, 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 we had a draft. We're going to celebrate these picks are going to do this. The main roster is the exact same. This is Ron Hextall 101. You know, the cal- the caliber of talent you drafted is higher. The ceiling of these guys is higher. But at the end of the day, they're just prospects. There's a chance that none of these guys you drafted ever see a second of NHL ice time for one reason or another. Yep. That's like, you know, even if they do, it's years down the road. You know, you called for a rebuild. Then fucking rebuild. That shouldn't be a crazy ask. This should not be some kind of hot friggin' take here that I got. You know, if you're rebuilding, rebuild. And it's why I keep going back to somebody like Debrincat or Keller in the first fucking place is because if you're not committing to a rebuild, then bring a player or two in to make something of this team, to help out the prospects that do, by the grace of God, make it onto the NHL roster in the first place. You know, build a team to win or build a team to lose and rebuild. (laughs) why like uh...
0: yeah the one thing that that i didn't think made a lot of sense but um i think keith jones mentioned something on like 97.5 or some media outlet recently where he said something to the effect of oh this is gonna happen faster than you think it will or something like that And i'm like how Uh... is that even possible like like unless you're going to just i don't know how you're how does that work like you don't have like legit top tier players on this team. Are they all?
2: expecting guys like connect need to be long-term pillars of this team and then just throw goTA and in next season and force straight, and they're just going to magically be competitive Maybe, again. Dan. Like, is that the idea I don't, here?
0: I don't know yet. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of it too. Yeah,
2: it's possible.
0: I'm hoping that that's not the plan um, because the rhetoric coming out of the front office and management, at least, you know, Back in May, was this is going to take a long time? We need patience, all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, Jones is like, "Well, it's going to happen faster than you think." And I'm like, "What? No, like, I want the thing. long." Asking
2: one. for patience. Yeah. God, if you sold off all these guys, I'd be patient. Now that this roster's coming back, I'm not <laughs> yeah, patient anymore. The antithesis. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't earn that patience.
1: Uh. <laughs> and I think that that's the discrepancy between like how much we talk about this team, this organization and this path and and the direction and where they're going. And, you know, average, as as you would put it, Dan, Joe rock and roll (laughs) out there in flyer land, who just looks at this and, uh, you know, they would probably say, you know what? Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't do everything in one draft. And there is something to that. You can't. But when the iron is hot, you got a strike. And if there was, if that opportunity to trade Scott Lawton again, this is the second opportunity. Yeah, it's true. If this was true and you could have got a first round and a second round and you didn't take that, I've got some real questions about what's actually really going on here. You can't love Scott Lawton that much. You can't think that Scott Lawton is that indispensable. His to leadership team. means that much. Him and his 30
2: points are that valuable. 30 points. He had 42 last year, actually. I thought it was 30. He usually has 30. He's had 30 that's every season true. before. He had 40 this year. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Again, like lighten it up.
1: Th- th- like that, that's what, you know. Gets people's cranks going. Even that—that that should be more of a reason to get
2: rid of him. He had a good year. <laughs> he had a career year. Ugh, that's I guess so that, frustrating. I, that just—that really. The more we talk about this, it just chaps my ass. I listen to these people on Twitter that are like, "Oh, but it's fine though." Like, I think they're feeling good from the draft, and they're not. The problem. Yes. <laughs> the problem is so many, especially the connecting people. There's so many. Fucking connect me fanboys out there that just cannot have an objective conversation about topics like this because they like the player. And like, listen, if you're a fan, like the player, who the hell am I to tell you otherwise? But don't come telling me all the reasons why we have to keep him in a rebuild because you can't be objective about the situation. Objectively speaking, if you're rebuilding, there's no reason connecting should be on this team right now. You know, you should have traded him for assets. And, yeah, you know, maybe you can do it at the deadline or next summer and whatever, hope for the best. But you're going to get the same excuse next summer, too. Well, we can't trade him yet. we got to hold on to the... and i are going to sign him for eight more years at $8 million, which, ironically mm-hmm. enough, is the same contract. Everybody doesn't want to sign fucking Debrinket, too. But they're going to be jumping up and down in the air when connecting re-signs. But I don't know. I just—that that frustrates me. I would be in a significantly better mood right mm-hmm. now if they made a couple more trades— To tear down, and they didn't. Yeah, and that's that plain and simple is where I sit in this whole stance at this point. I wanted action, and it doesn't help that they teased it all this time, too, with the haze and heart and all this shit, all these rumors that came out, you know, that way, (laughs) whatever, man. I just. It's I think their
0: asks are too high on these guys. The Flyers wanted, you know, a top 10 pick.
2: We want a top for pick for Travis and, Sandheim. And it's you like, you know, ah. they wanted,
0: you know, the Blues first pick, which is number 10 for like Scott Lawton. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, you yeah know? I like,
1: know. I want number the, 10 for Scott Lawton. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 like yeah these okay. teams, <laughs> like in the cap world, I think in the past couple of years, this, you know, philosophy or theory is even more potent is that, These teams have to build through the draft and you and any team that has a high pick, they are not going to trade it under virtually any circumstances, especially this year. Yeah, especially this year. So if you're trying to dangle like a Travis Konechny for, you know, fifth overall or a Scott Lawton for 10th overall, which I think they were. I think that they were trying I'm to sure get really high yeah. picks for these guys because, you know, you look at the St. Louis situation, other teams Connecting that have high picks. Detroit was
2: another one. They wanted the ninth overall. Yes, exactly. The and Detroit's overall. like, no fucking way we be do Steve Eisenman that. told him to shove it where the sun don't <laughs> yeah. shine.
0: So, so I think th- their asks were ridiculous. You know, the other teams aren't going to do it. So the next best option is just get the late first-rounder, which is reasonable. So do that and, and don't sit there and... And wait for another year. It's like, oh well, maybe next year we'll get you know a top ten pick for Travis. No, 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 it's not happening next year either. It's never happening unless Travis Konechny you know wins the fucking Hart Trophy or something, which he's not. So,
2: and how does that come across in negotiations in the Sanheim, for example? If you go to Calgary and say we want your first round pick, and then the first round goes by, and you go, can you give us like a sixth round pick for this guy just to take him off our hands? (laughs) Like that probably doesn't look good in negotiation tactics there
0: right because you held your ground on what your ask was and if you start doing that you start looking like an idiot Yep. Um, which is why the initial ask was ridiculous it's like you need to go in and take the picks in the 20s that's what the players are worth those are still good picks you can still hit on those guys and and get the timeline with the Mitch and you know over they're taking next year but to sit there and hold out and expect these extremely high level picks which i think they did I mean, that's just a fool's errand. I yep. mean, you're never going to get any worth it, and which I think is why we've seen some stagnation here where we were expecting probably one other guy at least to have been moved.
1: You know what I just realized? Scott Lawton is the work flirt. And I'll explain what I mean. There's never an actual time where you're going to trade Scott Lawton just like there's never a time that you're gonna, you know, do anything with somebody at the office or whatever, because you know you're already in a in a in a committed, you know, relationship But but you chat them up, just to just to just to chat them up, right? It's like a Scott Lawton trade. We're gonna entertain a Scott Lawton trade. We're gonna talk about a Scott Lawton trade. We're gonna talk about first round, second round picks. We're gonna talk about all these things, but we're not actually gonna trade them. Cause that would be that would
2: be crazy. Yeah,
1: it's the same thing. He's a work flirt.
2: <laughs> uh, you're already that's... in
1: a relationship of some kind—a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever. But then at work, there's you know the person that's a little bit you know you have a little bit of playful talk with them. Nothing crazy, nothing overboard, but you know you're sending some feelers out there. <laughs> they might get around your perimeter defenses <laughs> a little bit, but ultimately. Nothing's going to happen. It's just silly fun at the yeah. office because the office is boring.
0: Just work some horseplay. It's
1: boring. <laughs> and that's what Scott Lawton is right now. He's the work flirt. We talk about it yeah. a lot, but there's no real. It's not really going to happen
0: because no. it's not going to happen. Yep. Yeah. No, it's just. I don't see what their end game is on this stuff. Uh, you know, Scott Lawton is not going to be influencing whether or not this team is good in five years. He, he just isn't. On the ice or off the ice, I don't care how good of a locker room guy this is, you know, he's not going to be this godlike force. In there it's like oh well remember back in the day when Scott Lawton established that we're going to do like fucking cares it's like (laughs) it's going to be a new group of players that hopefully are around the same age and have high talent level those are going to be the leaders in the room like it's not going to there's nothing lasting from the current group that is going to assist the culture in the future I really I really don't buy into that I think each team is unique um, and it's just kind of ridiculous to think otherwise.
2: Yeah, I mean, all the rumors said they were torn. And, like, for what it's worth, I do think that having somebody like Lawton is relatively important. Yeah, you know, I think you can tear things down too far. You can ruin too many pieces, too many good pieces that that play a certain role. And having a leadership there, you know, it's not nothing. But it's also why teams wanted to pay up. And, you know, as Manny has brought up, if there was really a first and second round pick on the table for this guy, and they said no, holy shit you know that is that is insane uh you know t- price tag to turn down and i get they value the guy i get they like him but man everyone's got a price and at some point you, you cash out immediately and uh you know i hope hope that does never come to fruition i don't even i don't even, even want to hear it about it at this point
1: <laughs> just... i i just realized something so i i ran into a discussion between a couple of people and somebody said well matt V. mitchkoff accelerates the timeline for the rebuild and the person was arguing that not really it doesn't if it doesn't show up for three years it doesn't right right and that's really it doesn't trading scott lawton for a first and a second accelerate the rebuild like getting those assets and as long as one of those two hit doesn't that accelerate the rebuild
2: Absolutely you would think yeah.
1: or is keeping Scott Lawton so vital for this rebuild. I, yes. And, and listen, I respect Lawton tremendously after the year that he had. But a first and a second for a guy that scored 40 points. See, ya. that's I, I don't even think twice.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they want the first to be, you know, in the top 10 or top 12. And if it's not, then they're not going to do it. Yeah.
1: It's like Harry it's just Truman insane. It's like Harry Truman ordering the atomic bomb to be dropped. He doesn't even think twice. He just says, listen, this is what's going to happen.
2: Make it so. Mm. I don't know. (sighs) Maybe we'll get some of these trades last minute, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think free agency is going to be anything at all. Yeah, I agree, Dan. I mean, I think it's just gonna. This is this is the team you're dealing with now. It's the just train just a matter has matter left of, the station. Yep. Because I think it's just a matter of, a... you know, maybe one or two of these young guys sneak onto the roster. But I think this is what you're looking at now is what's gonna be here come the season. It's a matter of Kateri and Atkinson come back as well. I guess that's a different story for, you know, October. But the uh the bulk <laughs> the <laughs> the bulk of the chance to move these guys is uh, has passed after the draft. So. It's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, unless you're going to be trading, you know, like a Travis Konechny for another team's, you know, like top prospect or something at this point, which is kind of a bizarre timeline. I guess it could happen, but there's no other opportunity. The opportunity is gone. You have to wait till next year's draft. That's it. You know, and there were no trades. What on draft night either? No trades in the first <laughs> round
2: for the first time since 2007. Yeah.
1: And and by the way, we pre- we predicted people saying, Oh, we should move up into you know, into number five and and we said nobody's gonna be trading, especially in that top ten. Yeah. And then when when and then I tweeted it out, like I heard uh Barry Trotts interview and Trot's like, you know what, we're trying and listen, Nashville, they're hosting the event. They want
2: Didn't they offer something to crazy just- like two first and askarov or something for Montreal and they said no? Whatever rumor came out there was massive. And it was like, Jesus. I didn't even, like,
1: I didn't, I didn't even hear that one, but they obviously tried and trots in his interview with Elliot Friedman said, every team is calling to try to get into that top five or six Washington. We'll, we want to leapfrog the flyers because we want to get Mitch Koff. We want to increase. They had nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every team like laughed. I don't care what you're giving us.
2: We're not. We're not doing that. Preds offered yeah. 15, 24, and Askarov to try and pry five away from Montreal. Wow. And Ooh. They said no. Ooh. for so Reinbacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's yeah, fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. And and by and by the way, who do you think that Nashville would? Do you think Nashville was going to get Reinbacher? No, it would
0: have been Mitchkoff for sure. Probably hundred percent.
1: A hundred. And you know what? That's a really good point right there. Mm. What bigger splash can you make if you're the Nashville Predators? A team that's always about goaltending and defense. You make a huge move like that, and Barry Trotz throws his ball sack on the table mm. <laughs> and says, give me the Russian. Give me give me Matt Vay-Mishkov right now. Dude, that city would have erupted. That team would – that franchise would have been like the talk of the NHL.
0: I can't believe. Yeah, that's why it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm where, like, you had these idiot moves by other teams that (laughs) either drafted a ridiculous player in that slot, drafted for need rather than BPA, and ignored huge trades that should have happened. I mean, (laughs) like. Like, like
1: that trade was on the table, and then idiots on Flyers Twitter were like, what if we give D'Angelo and the 22nd? Yeah. Can we move, yeah. can we move up? What if we give What if we give up 7 and D'Angelo? Do you think we can go up? <laughs> right, okay. And Lawton. Do you think that will make it work?
2: No. Yeah. I'm glad they got Mitch go I was kind of on the fence about this one. But, you know, it's YOLO, who cares? You may as well take your swing and get this guy rather than draft somebody else. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think so. This guy was Russian Russian. He didn't speak any English at all. I was like, Jesus. Typically when these guys come over, they force them all kinds of English questions and they try in their best broken English possible to respond. But no, this guy was Russian Russian. He was translator there and everything. See, yeah, all that stuff about—I could
1: see why people think that he's very standoffish and whatever. But you got to remember when you have an interpreter. He looks intimidating.
2: Question, I realize he's like five nine, but man, he lo- <laughs> yeah, looks know. like a guy where I'm like, uh huh. Uh. The body language just reads like a guy. It's a, an intimidating Russian guy.
0: That's mm-hmm. what I want. Plus I want all his teammates to be freaking bodyguards.
2: Of he had with him the whole time. It's like, good lord, what a guy.
1: Yeah. And- and I like that he wants he wants the attention. He wants he he will soak up all the pressure. He said he hates like, losing,
2: so he's in the wrong spot. But you know what? For the most part, overall, I think you let him. See. He said he wanted to be. Um, you know, sounded like he and Breer definitely had a lot of mutual interest about drafting him. So said he wants to be a flyer. So <laughs> hey, we'll Matt Vey. hey, Matt Vay.
1: Hey, Matt Vay. It's me, Keith Jones. It's Jonesy. What's up, Matt Vay? <laughs> Just wanted to let you know we brought in a special guest just for you, Matt Vape. It's Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Your mom likes Paul McCartney, doesn't she? He's right there. Meanwhile, it's Danny Briere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The guy looks like Paul McCartney. I was like, what? What? Yes. I forget yes. which
1: show I heard that on, but uh, so
2: yeah, on the uh, that. ESPN broadcast yesterday yeah unless he was making his way to the podium he's like that done? Young Paul McCartney and I'm like what yeah. start singing Stupid hey start
1: singing hey Jude uh, <laughs> Briere, come on let's go
2: we gotta sign God, this guy
0: stretch beyond belief <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah uh, John
1: leclair's Ringo let's put a let's put a beard on him John sunglasses
0: oh, was he at the draft table well, I don't know if he was
1: know. there I, or not. I just heard that Carey Price messed up uh, the draft when he
2: announced... Reinbacher. David. Reinbacher. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Pecorino did it later, too. They made one of the announcements for Nashville. But I think he was intimid- uh, uh whatever the word is I'm trying to think of, replicating uh, Carey Price oh. than he was fucked up himself. But it was funny because he did that later then as well.
0: Why don't they just give him a card? And just read it.
2: How hard is it to remember <laughs> David Reinbacher?
0: It's yeah. hard on stage if you never heard of him. I I can see how you would forget.
2: Uh, but I yeah, can't it's true. See... He probably wasn't one of the scouts or anything like that. He probably don't. No yeah, idea. I, mean, this I kid can was totally see how you would know ago. it
0: if you're just there for posterity's sake and just to announce it. What I can't understand is how the fuck the there's 14 people sending a table. post-it note. You Write
2: know. it
0: on a goddamn card, yeah, and like <laughs> sound it out. You know, like phonetically. Even if it's not spelled properly, just say, you know, all the vowels and everything fucking sounded out on stage. So it's like a trained monkey could say it. But apparently I didn't think about that.
1: Um, Maybe there's a good is there a test that we can do that all of Flyer's Twitter can take that can judge whether they irrationally like a player or not?
2: It's called like simple a- common sense.
1: No, I know, but that's too simple for these simple <laughs> Fair point. Um, I'm 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 thinking like, okay, so Pierre Luc Dubois got signed for an eight point five million AV. Mm.
2: Is there a more overrated player in the league than Pierre Luc Dubois, by the way? Y-
1: yeah. He listen, is he a good player? Yes. Sure. Is he is he eight point five million? No. no. Sorry, he's not. Um you know, if I were to ask you guys can you see a scenario where one day Cutter Goche asks for $8 million a season? I'd be pretty happy with that, and I'd say, you know what? Yeah, that that could be an $8 million player. So, I hope he is an $8 million player. Yeah,
2: I hope he's an $8 million player. That's four years down the line at the absolute earliest, so with any luck, the salary cap goes up by then, though at this point it may be flat forever. Yeah, I mean, That'd I hope he's an $8 million job. player one day. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without question, can I be York? asked for more.
1: You're. I hope he is, but I don't think he will.
2: Probably more of six million at best. I would assume.
1: Travis Konechny, eight million.
2: If he keeps doing what he's doing at this rate, he's going to get eight to nine million whether it's with the flyers or his next contract that would not surprise me in the I slightest. Would, yeah. I would,
1: I would I would not give it to him.
2: No fuck god hell yeah, no. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not. Crazy. I'd give Gochi it, I'd give
1: Mitchkov it, I'd give you know other players maybe. God, it
2: blows my mind how many people earn my mentions just masturbating to Travis Connacy and then simultaneously talk about how shitty Alex DeBrincat is. And it's like there's the the level of homerism especially with Travis Konechny, I just I will never ever, ever ever be able to wrap my mind around just this season just that's it they loved him every other forever. season it was just some random dude that has never been any good. He had one good year, seven years in his career, and people, it's just like, it's the people that love JVR, you know? Oh, JVR this and that will go cold for three months, but on that seven-game hot streak, I was vindicated that I believed in JVR! <laughs> it's like, uh. Yeah, I i don't know. me stands are just the worst group of people in this fan base. It's not even close. <sighs> but yeah, he'll get a, if he, you know, hovers around 60 points to, you know, point per game, which I highly doubt he would ever get a point per game over a full season. But um, I would not be surprised if he's an $8 million player on his next deal. I guess that would be the question that
1: to ask fly- people in Flyerland. Would you sign this player to an 8 by 8 deal?
2: They all would.
1: See, I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't either.
1: I think it's crazy. I would hope that Gauthier gets there. I would hope that Michkov gets there. Yep. I know Mitchkov will get there, you know. It's uh, the other guys, right? But Konechny, no thanks. I'd rather have somebody else
2: that I'd rather get. If they re-sign bring... Konechny, oh, so fucking help me, God! They I shouldn't bring... need to. You've got eight dozen right wings on this team right now. There's absolutely, first of all, there's no reason he should be here still. But there's no reason he should be here in two years' time. How old
0: is he? Twenty-seven.
2: I think he'll be twenty-seven in the spring, so early next year. So, so okay, He's twenty-six so next right year. now. So if you sign Konechny to an 8 or
1: 8.5 million AAV for a, for an 8-year or 7-year term, are you going to come up against it when a guy like Cutter Gauthier or a guy like Matt Vamichkov If says, all hey, these
2: prospects are as good I as you hope nine. you are, you're going to screw yourself sooner or later. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's, and, and where I'm getting to is I think that that's kind of what the Leafs are going to be experiencing now. Because everybody says that there's kind of a little bit of an understanding that Austin Matthews is going to re-sign. But it's probably gonna be a four or five years. That's what it sounds like yeah. again. So that he can get another
2: contract
1: yeah. and maximize, and that's smart financial. I've always right?
2: wondered why more players don't do stuff like that.
1: Any agent would tell their client to do that. It's more money for them, it's more money for the player. It's simple, right? It's done. But I heard that Nylander is going in saying, Yeah, I want nine. And the Leafs are like, ooh, nine, ooh, I don't know. Uh. But they dicked around with him when he signed his, his first deal. Yeah, there, that remember? was, that and was he crazy. Out. Mm. And he had until December 1 and, like, November 30, they finally got to an agreement. Yep. But he took them right to the edge. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, this guy's got balls of steel, man. And if he sits in Toronto and says, I'm not signing for anything less than nine, then you have to trade him, don't you? Or do the Leafs just do it and then deal with it after?
2: I don't know what their exact cap looks like off the top of my head, but I would assume they're just going to do it and deal with it after. (laughs) Probably <laughs> yeah, probably. Problem. So That's, are they their, doing that's their, their style.
1: Aren't they trapped in the same quagmire that they've been in? This they seem time? perfectly happy trapped in the
2: same quagmire they're in, though. That's the problem. They get a little further every year, that extra little breadcrumb there, and they're like, oh, we can run it back with the same team.
1: Yeah. The big four, we can do it. That sounds awfully familiar.
2: Except <laughs> the fucking Leafs big four is actually good. Flyers I just run it back with the same slop every Yeah. Year. Yeah,
1: S- prison food. <laughs> 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 really, these are mashed potatoes. How come they're gray? Yeah, <laughs> right
2: out of the <laughs> box. Yeah.
1: yeah, good. Just
0: Sick. eat it.
2: <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So. <sighs> cool.
0: Oh, you guys do anything for... Well, I guess, Manny, you guys don't celebrate 4th of July. <laughs> no, we have Canada Day. July so 1. Canada,
2: yes.
1: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Be... There's supposed to be Rib Fest and
2: fireworks. Well, rib Fuck Fest. Oh. Going to be Fuck glued yeah. to my phone waiting for all the spicy flyers signing. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're going to be disappointed, Dan. Very, well, very disappointed.
2: yeah, that's a the word I can associate with the flyers most of the time these days. Yeah. <laughs> raging disappointment
0: <laughs> you
2: still house hunting dan are you are you oh done with that god yeah i've more or less given up on it for the time being but yeah just gotcha just i feel like things are getting more expensive than they were like even just six months ago Yeah, it's fucking stupid it's I, I don't know i don't get it i
0: mean well i mean interest rates are horrendous now but uh That's supposed to drop prices and it hasn't, so it's kind of the worst of both worlds.
2: I put in two offers and neither one of them made it. So, just waiting for a. There's not even been much around here. I was expecting things to take off when the school year came to an end, and God damn, Mm -hmm. there's been some stuff, but it's all way out of my fucking price range. It's just Mm -hmm. not a whole lot that's been been ideal here lately. So, I don't know. The
1: realtor, the real estate agent must be the same guy that represents Kevin Hayes. (laughs) You're going to have to overpay me to send this guy.
2: That's (laughs) it. You want this house? Living in a one room shack for $3.5 million. Uh (laughs)
0: Looks like you have an NMC, Dan, right now.
2: (laughs) 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 Fucking dumbest joke ever. (laughs) God. (laughs) I'm willing to waive it, though. Yeah, tell your realtor. I have an NMC. <laughs> I have an NMC. Might... I'm waving it. Please get rid
1: of me. Wouldn't that be funny if that's why Tory Kruger didn't wave? He's like, I tried to get a house in the fucking Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania. The market was a so shit. Nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find anything. I'd believe it. I'd be all sympathetic for him then. Well, you guys have a good weekend here. Yeah, you too. I'm
0: gonna do some uh, some weed whacking tomorrow. I'll cut the grass earlier today.
2: Yeah, yeah it's amazing I how my, how how fast my grass went from dead and brown to full luscious knee height again. Yeah, I was just kind of <sighs>
0: pissed on with rain, and we're getting all the all the wildfires are still fucking us, man. Up in up in uh, yeah, got Northern a lot smoke today. Now.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's they're in Ontario
1: now too. God. It was really bad to breathe uh, the last two days.
2: Ugh. today was a little bit better, but oof. today wasn't nearly as bad as it was the last time it got smoky around here, but yeah. it was definitely out there. Mm-hmm. It smells like a yeah, so... barbecue.
0: I don't understand. this wind pattern. Actually, Maybe you guys know the answer to this. Like, all right, so you got these forest fires going on and the jet stream, you know, is pushing the smoke down into yeah. the U S into Southern Canada and stuff. Um, but like the thing I don't get is like, why is it so much and so concentrated? It seems like the forest fires are happening and then it's all collecting in an area and then getting to a big blob and then that blob is being released as one big thing rather than just slowly coming in.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm not actually sure about this one but I do think the way the jet stream it's like it just so happens to buckle kind of at a weird spot there where I think yeah. the bulk of that stuff is so when it shifts then it all kind of comes down at once I believe is how that uh works more or less but it was like yeah, the whole goddamn like, eastern half of the United States was under a smoke watch today and yesterday.
0: Out yeah, in Chicago and the Phillies volume. are out there
2: and stuff like that. They had problems with yeah. it and we had problems with it and. Yeah, for that, that volume,
0: was. that's like okay. The smoke cloud is the size of like four states, so therefore, four states worth of forest fires burnt down. No, it's not the case. No. no. Let's yeah. <laughs> Let
1: Let's throw it to the studio, Chuck Fletcher. What do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you explain well, uh, the smoke? Forest fires are hard, you know. Like I've I've called the weather network. Yeah. Nobody's called the weather network. That would me. be
2: a job for Chuck Fletcher, a fucking weatherman.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, oh
2: my god! A- <laughs> be good. It'd you be can good. see today the rain's coming in from the north, and be sure to be careful. It's flooding out there. Flooding is very hard. <laughs> yeah. You need to be <laughs> a- Oh God. Zero creativity. <laughs> fucking read
0: from a damn card.
1: There's a hurricane barreling, Hurricane Irma is bearing down on the Carolinas. It's a hurricane, Charlie.
0: That <laughs> reminds me of the
1: Carolina Hurricanes, you know, one time.
2: I traded, I traded Tony D'Angelo bucks. there once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck, if he was a weatherman, he would just read you the weather off of his phone app. He's <laughs> <such> an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, look, I, mean, I have an app for this. On the phone. According it's to my iPhone the here, building. the weather is According to <laughs> my
1: iPhone app. <laughs> I just ask Siri, and she tells me the weather.
2: Oh, God. Wait,
1: wait you mean Siri's not a real person?
0: Uh. <laughs> God, that fucking asshole. <laughs> That guy's rich
1: Dave Scott told me it's going to rain Because he has that same pain in his knee Every now and again It acts up So I know it's going to rain I'm the only weatherman That will tell you the truth
2: God Ah Chuck Fletcher The good old days Fuck Fuck
1: what an (laughs) asshole i can't believe that we had that suffer that guy for years Mm
2: -hmm.
0: terrible it's terrible and he's rich he's rich as shit yeah that guy is just pissing money he went on vacation for like a full month after he got fired (laughs) yeah Yeah,
2: tomorrow july 1st that's when scott and camilla are leaving right like officially officially yeah i think so yeah
0: yeah that's probably just from a payroll standpoint or something i think they've Um, but at least, well, Scott hasn't been there and and Camilla got to keep forgetting that she's not involved anymore.
2: Yeah. Hmm. They're off
0: the books.
1: I wonder when the announcement's going to happen and when she takes her next job.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Is it public knowledge yet that she's going to the commanders or is that just something? It's not
0: public knowledge yet. I think everyone it's, everyone is like assumed that. Publicly, but there's been no official announcement from Maybe they can't Washington. It if she was still employed here, I guess. Right, right. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, there, hopefully that... she has a great job.
1: All the news is uh, from two weeks ago. There's nothing to report from the news.
2: Mm-hmm. Corey Perry signed a one-year $4 million deal with Chicago. Holy fucking shit.
0: That is yeah. so weird.
2: They got Perry and Nick Foligno on one-year, four-million contract. I thought for sure Nick Foligno was going to be a flyer. I thought for sure yeah, John be Tortorella was going to hunt that guy down and bring him in. But oh, he's just he's just there to
1: play on the uh, on Bedard's wing. No,
2: protect him a little
1: bit. I Maybe guess. one, not both. Who else do they got? Do they still have Kubalik? I think he's a, a Red Wing, got? isn't he? Yeah, I thought he went somewhere. Who's on that team that can actually score goals?
2: Justin <sighs> Jones, Asus. Connor Bedard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Connor Bedard. That's it. Chicago. They got to, like Jesus like Sods to back on Andreas Athanasiou. Happy to yeah. see you. Oh, they got <laughs> Taylor Hall. That's right. That's right, Taylor Hall. Got it. Taylor on. Hall, Tyler Johnson. Foligno, All right, so they are going to be Jason Dickinson. Shit. That is oh,
0: still roster. shit.
2: That's a yeah, that's the last of the uh notable names at forward there. They don't have a s they do not have a single forward signed beyond twenty twenty five and only two players signed for next season. God, what a dream. Yeah, Seth Jones the, is there forever. Tore the fuck down. Must be nice.
1: That would be an interesting side by side comparison, right?
2: This is what a rebuild should look like versus whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, fuck the flyers are done. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and realistically, how long have
2: they been suffering? Really, the black one old. year. One like, year, huh? Because they were going to make a cup run a there with longer. Flurry before the then they went to shit and they signed Seth Jones and Flurry and all that stuff and yeah, they were supposed to be good that year and then they said they I guess they were worse than they were supposed to be but so two years if you want to be you know yeah generous even then Ooh, <laughs> right We're suffering for 10
1: and now you have things to look forward to and i think they had yeah. a really good draft outside of bedard too they got all Moore. more
0: yeah that's a good pickup for them in addition to bedard that's that's the real nice pickup yeah fuck them damn yeah <laughs> god i hope they don't i bet Damn, I bet Tortorella is going to be like. I think people are going to be cheering the team to lose a lot this year, like really hard. Like now Probably, that we have Bichkov, no. I'm I'm even more interested in losing. And like, it torts like, Oh, the fans have to get it through their head that it's not good. like all that shit. You know, there's going to yeah. be some sort of clash there, but um, he's going to have to shut up. And be like, dude, which is ironic because he's lose. the one who was
2: using fucking the term rebuild before anybody else. I know, and they're yeah, totally that's against losing yeah it's you like that's part losing.
0: of it's <sighs> by definition you have to be bad you have to be bad if you are going to do that yeah do
1: you, do you rebuild a perfectly good motor no <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something seriously wrong with, with the engine that you need to completely gut it and change it to fix it
0: yeah god i hope that fuck yeah <laughs> all right we'll talk in two weeks on it <laughs> Yeah, I know. We can keep going. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you guys have a good weekend here. It's great chatting. Thanks for everything. It's fun. Have a good one, boys. Good night. All right. See you. Bye.